I'm Matthew McCabe. Welcome to Miracle Voices. Each episode, we will be delving into stories of forgiveness, healing, and transformation that have come about from integrating the principles of the book, A Course in Miracles. If you want to learn more about A Course in Miracles, visit www.acim.org. If you'd like to visit the Miracle Voices site, please go to www.miraclevoices.org. If you feel inspired to make a love offering, please visit us at miraclevoices.org forward slash donate. All donations go to support the work of the Foundation for Inner Peace, the publisher of A Course in Miracles. Now here's your program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Miracle Voices. This is your co-host, Matthew McCabe. I'm here with my, with my co-host, Tam Morgan. Tam, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm excited to be with two Matts and... Um, as soon as you introduce Matt, I'll tell you one other thing before we start. Uh, yeah, I wish you left that dangling so people would be like, why is she seeing two mats? And just, in, uh, like, I, yeah. Go for it. Well, if there's still something dangling, go ahead. Yes, Matt Colome, welcome <laughs> to Miracle Voices. Okay, before what? you say yeah, anything, Matt, we have Matt Colome today and Matt Column B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah She's here all okay. week, folks. Try the salad bar. <laughs> well, delighted to be here. Thank you, Tam. Thank you, Matt. Um just just so could couldn't be happier and uh, and pleased to to be able to share you know a few minutes with you here in Miracle Voices. Thanks for inviting me. Sure, our Thank pleasure. You. And and Matt, where are you in the world? Well, I live in the um, in the port in, in in Mexico called Manzanillo. It's on the Pacific coast. It's um, the most important port relative to imports and exports for the country. So there's a lot of uh, port activity and, and, and international trade happening here. So I live here. I work here. Although I am uh, originally from Mexico City, from Central Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. So you're a Chilango. Is that the right term? I am. I am. Yeah. I, I can see that that you're you, you have fine domain of of, of Mexican slang, uh, Matt. That congratulations for that. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm left uh, out. I have no Mexican slang. Well. Chilango is, is like the slang word for somebody who is from Mexico City. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and Impressive. since, you know, us city people, when you go out of the city, you're not necessarily looked at like, you know, the most popular person because they tend mm-hmm. to not like city people. So that's mm-hmm. where the Chilango term comes in. Oh, he's a Chilango or something like he, this guy, you know. He's, He's not one of yeah. us, but yeah. they talk <laughs> faster. They're a little more aggressive. Yeah. It's kind of like New Yorkers, like New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I know well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Matt, please tell us how A Course in Miracles came into your life. Well, thank you. Be delighted. This this was back in 2017. I was going through a um, a tough moment in my life. Um, I was I was having a personal and financial meltdown. Essentially, that's what was happening to me. I had started an, a consulting firm. You know, I've been working for thirty three years, I'm a chemical engineer, 
And I started, I, I had a startup consultancy with a couple of partners that uh, didn't actually meet the thresholds of performance. And hence, my whole situation, my whole financial situation. I, let, let me not get into the details of that, but uh, I began to melt down financially and personally. And uh, I, I saw myself uh, losing, you know, my savings, my house. Back then, I had a couple of, of, of properties. I was it, it, the whole thing was endangered. I was I was estranged from my kids, which you know are grown kids by now. And, uh, and, and the, a friend came over and, uh, gave me the book, the book that not only saved me then, but has actually changed my life completely, entirely. I mean, the way I see life is, is, is completely different. And, um, uh, and I'm so forever, th- I will always be forever thankful to this person and i now know that it's 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 really the holy spirit who's who's who's, who's there you know who's, who's in us and uh and just came and knocked on my door i was baffled and, and uh dumbfounded by by the fact that, that that book had been dictated to somebody and had been written i mean that that fact alone just just you know knocked me off my feet it's like how how could that, that ever happen? And then looking into the book, I mean, it it, it became something that I, I just just got instantly immersed into, like an instruction manual that I was waiting for all my life. So that that that's how I came in touch with it with with the Course in Miracles. Were you put off at all by the language and how it's written, or were you able to dive right in and accept it and understand it? That's a good question, Matt. Yeah. I had it delivered to me in Spanish, so it's a translation. Yes. And, uh, you know, luckily I'm fully bilingual and, um, you know, went to the to the internet site of, of a, you know, Foundation for Inner Peace. And uh, I was able to kind of uh, match the English version with the Spanish version. version. And, uh, yeah, at first... You know the language did did uh, you know it, it was hard at times to uh, to fully grasp and understand, and uh, I, I felt the density of it. But it's not a density that's that's like associated with boredom or something like that. It's density because of depth and content. So that on on one hand it pulled my attention strongly, but on the other made it tough, you know, to really grasp and understand. So it was a challenge, you know, and a challenge that I that I that I started and, and got myself uh, endeavored into personally and, and completely alone, with no help from anybody, or else because the person that gave the, the book to me wasn't doing was wasn't doing the course herself. So he just she just had you know taken a look at it and thought it was a cool idea to give me the book. So essentially, it was I. Who, who alone, who, who uh, dove into the content mm-hmm. from day one. And up until this day, I have read the full book three times, completely, from A to Z, from page one to, to page last. That is and, impressive. Uh, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. And and not only that, but but I've underlined it, okay, every time. And and every read, out of the three rounds, I used a different color of highlighter. Mm. So it's orange, it's blue, and, and it's and it's yellow. And I can and see, it, you know. <laughs> that the Spanish one. I, I really can't time. believe it. I, I I'm so appreciative of of this happening because I had never told anyone this. You know? <laughs> and it's so that. important in my life. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Um, is that the Spanish one that you've underlined three yes. times? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So now, now I challenge you read the English one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. I will do. I will get it because it is a challenge that I had uh, that I had uh, thought of. You know, I, I should get the English version book because the 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 um, web based app etc. It's good for a little read and it's good for the day's exercise maybe, but but it's right. not the same feeling as the book. Yeah. I like I, the book. I have carried I that book, you know, through thick and thin. I, I, yeah. I made it a cover, you know, so that it wouldn't get uh, worn out or anything. And, and I've, I've, I've traveled the world with it, you know, always so heavy in my backpack, almost mm -hmm. always. Right now, it's not there because I, I, I had to empty my backpack recently. And, uh, but, but I still have it right by, by my bedside. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, yeah, get back to me after you compare the two because your English is beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much, Tom. Appreciate that. I'm Thank always you. interested in a deeply studied course student and, and them seeing if there's you know differences or similarities in the language and in the feel of um, the translations. Yes, absolutely. The translations are ever evolving. They're ever evolving. And you know, the deeper the translator gets involved, the, then that's when we have the revisions over and over again. And that's why, because it's, you know, it's such a living document and it keeps going to a deeper level as we get to a deeper level. So um Exactly. Anyway, exactly. that's that isn't quite a challenge as an invitation. Yeah. I'm softening it. Thank you. Appreciate it, and I will do it. And I hope I can come back to you and say, "Look, you know, I have these few findings here. You know, key differences." Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Matt, would you like to tell us more about your forgiveness story? Well, sure, sure. I think you know the uh, the big forgiveness um, topic is, is is essential to me. Let me just share a little bit about uh, my upbringing and childhood. Okay. I was born in Mexico City. My family did pretty well. My father was a civil engineer, and he was uh, he was very successful by the time I was born. I had four older siblings. Uh, the closest to to me was a, an eleven year old boy, then a twelve year old girl. A 16-year-old um, brother, and then my eldest sister, 21 years older than I. So, you know, you could judge that, you know, from it had been 11 years since my parents hadn't had any other baby. So the factory was pretty much closed, right? But, yeah. uh, but I came about. I came about. And, um, and my mother passed away when I was given birth. So I was an orphan right there from the start. I was taken care of by my eldest sister, in part because she 
eventually married and, you know, left home. And then I had a number of, you know, outsourced nannies to take care of me, even some imported from Europe, <laughs> amazingly. And, um, and it was, it, it was very chaotic, very chaotic, uh, experience, not only for my, my family, etc. And this, what, why am I saying this in, in, in lieu of, uh, forgiveness? Because I remember myself well, being, you know, a small kid trying to understand the world saying, where's my mom? And the answer I got was God took her away. She's with God, you know? And, and of course, immediately you'd say, why? I mean, why did God take my mom away? I mean, it's, you know, because I was seeing all my peers and mates and, you know, et cetera, school and everybody had a mom. I didn't. It was obvious. Everybody knew it. You know, it was, it was supposedly a secret, but everybody knew it. Of course, every single one of my, of my, of my uh, grade school mates with whom I'm still in contact, by the way, luckily, thank God. Um, they knew, you know, and, 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 you know, I had the duty, like, you know, years after of going back and saying, Hey, do I need to forgive God for taking my mom away? I mean, this was a, mal, uh, a medical mal malpractice, what happened, essentially. That's, that's why my mother passed away. Which, which, you know, this is back in 1965 I'm talking about. Now, today, the likelihood of that happening is so very low. I've never come across somebody that has gone through the same thing. Never. Somebody who, who, who lost uh, the mother, you know, at birth and, and uh, never saw the mother or never, never heard her voice or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, that was my first forgiveness task. You know, it's like, forgive God, but how could one forgive God? God gave me life. You know, it's puzzling. Right. And, and of course, you know, I, I, I grew up pretty, you know, as, as, as any normal kid would, but of course I thought I, I, I required a bit more help maybe because I had problems related, relating with, um, with, with, with the opposite sex, you know, with, with, with girls. And then eventually I got married and it was a disaster and et cetera, et cetera. It, it wasn't a, um, a happy story. And, uh, you know, I used to spend hours and hours of, um, therapy, you know, paying the, the very expensive therapists trying to see what I needed to do in order to be normal, you know, in order to fill the gap that my absent mother left, maybe, maybe, and this is all maybe because this is all intangible, right? What? Right. So, um, I guess, you know, the, the, it, like, like I was, like I was saying to you, Matt, when, when we spoke earlier, uh, the, the big forgiveness is forgiving myself for being so hard on myself, right? For making hard choices, for, for, for probably not understanding myself as much as I, 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 I would have needed to in order to have a more peaceful life. But of course, there came the moment when, you know, my eyes were open and, uh, and I do know today that nothing real can be challenged. Right. Hey, yeah, that's so refreshing for me to know that nothing real can be threatened. Oh my God. I think that's in the first page of the, of, of the book. I think the very first page says that. 
<laughs> I don't have it here with me, but that's, yes. you know, so, so it's, it's, it, it became something like, Hey, I want to see life through the, through the, um, through the course, through the course, because I really needed help. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a, 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 a uh, suicidal person. I wasn't a, uh, particularly destructive or self-destructive person. But what I do know is that I did suffer a lot. I didn't have a good time. I didn't have a happy childhood. I wasn't happy at all with, with, with my upbringing in, in spite of having everything materially speaking. But, but nonetheless, um, I wasn't a happy kid. And back then, there was very little culture about, you know, hey, this kid may benefit from going to therapy. No. So I had to do all that stuff, you know, as years went on to no avail or to, to, to no great, uh, progress until I bumped with, with, with the, you know, the, the, the course. So for instance, you know, right now I need to, I, I live in Manzanillo, as I was telling you, I'm, I'm responsible for a, um, for a port operation, let's call it. Do I like it? Mm. I'm not particularly sure. Would I prefer to be somewhere else? Yeah. Would I, you know, what makes me be here? Well, a series of bad decisions in my life and uh, moments that, you know, in which I was either confused or either looking for love in all the wrong places and not finding it or something like that but the fact is that i have a that i have plenty of responsibility to have four children to take care of which i have since they were born you know and that continues to um to be a challenge for me and that that's one of the reasons why i live in a place like like the one i live in and i do this while i would much rather be doing something else because I did find something that fulfilled me. See, that's, that's, that's part of the fun story that, that happened along when I came across a course in miracles, my, my life began to change so very much back in those, in those years so much. And, and one of the things that, um, that changed was a discovery I made. I did discover something that actually I can call today is my passion. And I was, you know, 53 years old. I mean, it was late in the game. So it had, I had already spent so many years, um, you know, in, as, as I've heard them say several times, the hamster wheel. Yeah, that hamster wheel that had lasted so many years. I mean, just doing something that, 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 that is, that, that, that has no, 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 no depth or, or, or true importance, not just doing it because I need to support kids. I need to pay tuitions. I need to pay a mortgage. I need to pay my, you know, I, I, I need to, to, to get by. And at 53, I found my passion. So it was a, it was, it was a beautiful combination of a new way of seeing the world. Cause you know, that's, that's one of the, 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 the promises from, from the course, right. To get away from fear. Oh, God, that's music to my ears. Am I the only one? <laughs> I mean, look around. And is anybody else interested in, you know, doing without your fears? It's like, yeah. Well, that that did ring and continues to ring many, many bells inside, you know. 
that that's that, that's the thing I, I appreciate. I really appreciate. And the other thing I really appreciate from from the course is is those things that that were that are explained in the very beginning that um, Helen and uh, and Bill while putting it together and, and while being called upon to do this write-up, they were looking for a different way, right? Mm-hmm. A different way. I'm surrounded by by family members who are either have been, you know, hospitalized because of addictions, because of whatever you name it, whatever crisis, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. There's got to be another way. There's got to be another way. This is the other way. You see, nothing real can be challenged. Nothing real can be threatened. Okay, so that tells me that whatever it is I'm, I'm thinking, whatever it is that my ego is putting together for me this morning as, as means of a collage for me to look at, is not real. And that what is real will be there in spite of what my, my, my ego says or does for me. So that, that, that's a great relief for me. So going back to to um, to the forgiveness line, et cetera, et cetera, I find my passion. I find that it, it's amazing. I, I just love this opportunity to share this with you. I can sing really well. And I can sing really well in English. So I discover that when I'm 53 years old by some dumb initiative, hey, let's do something different in in the weekend and I'm going to sign up in this singing school that's really across from the neighborhood in which I have a summer house. And that's how I began to feel all these things while singing, while singing swing in English, not in Spanish, in English, you know, Sinatra, Dean Martin, you know, Nat King Cole, all that. I couldn't believe that. And I got better and better and really, really quick to a point in which my teacher said, you, you know, I, I can't, I can't hold you here any longer. You need to step up. And, 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 uh, I began really enjoying it and saying, I, I used to sit down and cry out of satisfaction, something that had never in my life happened to me. Never, ever had that happened to me. Please sit down. And I would spend five minutes crying of happiness. What's this? Oh my God. So, you know, all, all these life changing ingredients were there, you know, and I, and I thought, well, you know, this starts looking like something that I'm going to do professionally, you know, because I, I did have a, a presentation and a launch with a big band, you know, 25 musicians and a chorus. I even wrote a book about it, which, by the way, it's in Amazon about this, about finding your passion in life, with, which I did by chance. And of course, with a new vision of, of, of the world and life based on their course in miracles. So, so I, I, I was, I was really, really happy then I was really looking at a different life. And that's when COVID hit, you know, so I had all these presentations uh, booked, I, you know, I had hired a PR firm, social media, you know, all these mini videos being produced, audition here, audition there. I, I was so thrilled because by then I had finished my country chairman role for a multinational firm that operated also in Mexico. 
that that firm had been had merged with another and all the management team was let go including myself so that that also happened at the same time so it's like hey all all, all the stars are aligning for this to happen and then covid hits so essentially all my plans for becoming a swing you know crooner um sinatra type etc which there's a huge market for which there's an audience people appreciate it it's it's beautiful love music love related music always i mean it's so nice and solid it it, it went all to shambles you know because of covid everybody got locked in so no shows no dates no nothing and all my idea of of, of becoming a different person was destroyed, you know, because of course, you know, my savings started running out and I still have to pay tuitions. I still have to pay, you know, college educations. I have three kids that are, that are going through college and in private universities in Mexico, which are very expensive. Had to go back and uh, get into this, this, this life train that I was so happy departing from and leaving behind. I, I used to, I had a, a, a vocal coach that while, while singing my way, he'd tell me, hey, you know, put on all the feeling that you're leaving all that, all that uh, working life behind, okay? Sing it there with my way. Well, and I did. And I used to cry doing it. I, and, and people around me would cry hearing me. And it, it's a, it, it was huge, you know? I later, later on, I... I um, I found out one of my sisters told me, well, it's so funny that you have become a singer and that you can sing those tunes so well in English because those those were the exact tunes that mom used to hear when she was pregnant with you. Wow. Was that the case? Yeah. So it all came, it all came <laughs> like, like uh, down on me in, in a very short, period of time relatively speaking you know so it, it was hey this new life and and of course i was an avid reader and lesson after lesson and the textbook and and and, and i was so rigorous and and so i found so so much solace in, in the fact that um, that it is an illusion that we're separated from our creator it's an illusion now it's so hard at times to 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 believe that because we're still in this dimension, you know, in this, you know, space-time dimension that, that we're, we haven't transitioned over to integrity, you know. The atonement has that this happened for me, although, you know, one of the things that I, that I love but still don't really understand is the Course makes several references to a journey that should have never began or that should have never happened. Wow! What? In what part of that journey that never happened am I? <laughs> it's like, but but I see that, and it's complex. But but I like it, and 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 it gives me energy, and it gives me gives me a, a, a will to live differently. So going back to forgiveness, um, you know, I've I've had recently had to forgive myself, saying, oh, why did I make these 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 cho wrong choices? You know, about career etc getting involved with you know the wrong people are probably you know not not the best of people for having kids with and, and having myself um go through a, a such an expensive life train all, all these obligations that i did acquire on my own i mean nobody forced me at gunpoint and no 
I, <laughs> and now I can't get out of it. I want, you know, I'm in, at a point in my life in which I'm, you know, 57 years old, almost 58. I'm seeing the, the best years of my life going past me. And uh, let's say that I am not in the ideal job today. I do interact with a lot of people. Yeah. But it, it, it's just so amazing, the, the, the prayer that, that Tam was, 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 was saying earlier. The Holy Spirit has me where I should be, where I need to be. I need to be here. And every morning I keep repeating myself that. I, 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 there's got to be a reason. There's, it's about the interaction. There's people here that I interact with. Maybe a few words that I can say that shed a small ray of light into their hearts. That's more powerful than fulfilling my you know, desire to be the Mexican crooner. <laughs> recognized etc etc it's tough i'll tell you that huh? it's it's tough uh, and when the weekend comes and i and i still sing of course i you know not not like in the beginning not not that i i i mean i i think i even sing better now than i did three years ago or four years ago but but the feeling is different the feeling is this is a hobby i now work here and, and uh and I have to use a lot of forgiveness. I, I, I have to forgive myself for all this, for all this mess. Probably forgive myself for all the guilt I carried of, of, of uh, you know, being like the inescapable cause of a family disaster that, of course, wasn't meant or provoked in any way by myself. But I was the living proof that a tragedy had happened. Mom is not here. And there you are. Oh, my God. You know, there, there's got to be some forgiveness here, some form of a macro for, for forgiveness. And that's another another thing I really love about, about the Course, the atonement. Oh, my God. Such a beautiful word. The word itself just knocks me off my feet. And um, and just thinking about it, it's just like, yeah, that, that's what we need, don't we? Because it's a chain of events, and it's it's all of us together. And, and all the reference that the course makes on your brother, your brother, your brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, we probably an interaction with, with all these brothers that we come across on a daily basis has cosmic significance that we can't see because of our egos, because of our, of our, you know, desire to, to feel and, uh, and be separated, which in fact we're not. But it's an illusion, and and uh, coming to terms with all that, must say it's complex. But at the same time, I feel that I'm that I'm accompanied, if you like. That that there's there's something there that, given the complexity, I'm not scared by the complexity. I see so many people so scared in on, on their spirituality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I am not. I know where my spirituality is. It's right there in that book. That's my mm -hmm. spirituality. I don't need anything else. I don't need to go to seminars or or go spend a week here. It'd be nice because I have to work every single day and and take a bit of vacation here and there to 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 run errands essentially. But uh, but it, it, I think it it has all the power in the universe to 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 change a life. And as it it also says, with one person, no, with one person. That, that that can that can you know do the change that, that that can really really understand or 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 you know reach a certain 
level of 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 knowledge and understanding that uh, can be conveyed to to our brothers. That that's enough. I mean, I I I have heard several times uh, Tam speak in in your your in your uh, podcast saying you don't need a lot of um, of effort because it, the course also says you don't need a lot. I mean, you don't need to turn into something different, to turn into some some guru of some kind that'd be scary. Like, because I have four children, for Christ's sake, I need to uh, get them through college. I mean, I have to work. I have to. So I, I'm not going to turn into anything different. I think I, I, I must comply with my direct immediate obligations, first and foremost, right? But in, at the same time, put that in context, um, in, in, in the context of, 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 of us all, of us all, of, there's no moral superiority from anybody that, you know, nobody's life is, is, is has higher value than, than anybody else's. I mean, we all have one value. It's the same. I probably have spoken a little bit too long. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, but I will say, um, Matt, Matt Colin B, um, you better, Ask a question if you want now, because I have a bunch lined up. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I love it, Tam. I love it. Thank you. I, I'm enjoying it so much, so yeah. much. Yeah, that is. Well, uh, I'm gonna give, gonna give the opportunity for me not to jump in right away because I I do have a bunch of questions. Yeah, you know, one thing we, you and I talked earlier, Matt, and I didn't want to forget about this, how you describe uh, forgiveness like a button that you have to hold down. Can you can you just mention that? Because I think it's so helpful. Sure. Sure, man. I mean, it's it's the 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 ever the constant presence of our egos trying to of my ego trying to sabotage my views, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So what I what I meant by by pushing that button and and, and keeping it pushed is always being in that mood of forgiveness because there are grievances grievances happen on a daily basis i mean you know from somebody pulling in on your car driving to work from from some colleague you know stepping over or or or, or you know talking louder than you on a meeting or you know, teeny tiny grievances here there everywhere it's that forgiveness mode. It's that button that needs to be pushed and kept pushed. And keeping it pushed means staying within a view that there's a likelihood for deviation. And that's that's why the course, that's the way I understand it. That's why the lessons are recommended that twice a day for 10 minutes, twice, three times a day, morning. Yeah, because, you know, the um, the course, the Holy Spirit knows that you'll be deviated, but 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 in essence, it's always there. The Holy Spirit's always there, always there. So you want to push the button. It's forgiveness mode, and and, and there's there's nothing that can't be forgiven when 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 in that mode, if you like. Yeah, and the default position of the button is to be unpushed. So you can't put anything on it. You have to choose. To be pushing the button to feel that forgiveness—that's such a wonderful way of looking at it. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Go ahead, Tam. Yeah. 
okay, uh, was first <laughs> pushing the button. I mean, it just reminds me of when I felt, and I've said this before, that I was, you know, the most controlling person on earth. And please, please <laughs> take that control away from me. And instead, I saw these two buttons, um, a blue one that was peace and a red one that was war. And I was given, told that it was always my choice that I, they would like my control aspect would be used a hundred percent in my life to know that I could always control which button I chose at any given moment. And it, it allowed me to really understand, you know, the lesson, particularly if I could see peace instead of this, I could push that button instead of the war button. And it, it was helpful to me because it got me out of the fight with my own controlling aspect. Um, and just that I love the image of just holding that button down continuously. Yes. <laughs> Not even like making a choice throughout my day, just like holding the peace button down. And yeah. so for that, Don't let go. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have one just Tam curious question, which was what was the malpractice? Um, what was the thing that happened with um your mother uh, with my mother i know when she was giving birth to my brother they weren't paying attention to her head they were paying attention to her lower parts and she aspirate she had a you know back then they gave you i think ether um as an anesthetic and she threw up in the gas mask and they didn't realize she aspirated um the vomit into her lungs and had um pneumonia for six weeks couldn't wow. her she was in the hospital and i was just that curiosity brought me to what kind of malpractice happened with your mother sure thanks tam you know it's part, part of the part of part of the, the the mystery that i have been um living relative to my mother is it created such pain and such chaos that it became a true mystery so for me to get a, an accurate idea as to what had happened took me many years. And it wasn't something like, you know, straightforward, like diagnose this. I got bits and pieces, you know, of, of, of certain angles of, of the whole thing, you know. First thing that, uh, that happened, my mother chose a small maternity clinic instead of a full-blown hospital. So while while having these complications in that tiny clinic, there was there was a huge hemorrhage, and it couldn't mm -hmm. be stopped, and there's mm -hmm. there was no blood, there was no blood to to the, no blood bank to 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 replace the blood that my mother was 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 losing, and essentially that is what caused her death, as I know, I'll probably never know because my father would be the guy who he he was so absolutely close and secretive and and just don't go there created so much suffering etc cetera, etc cetera, that that it wasn't even a topic you know mm -hmm. i learned through an aunt that and this is the other second part of the of, of the diagnosis that i learned that they there were complications and the doctor decided to actually take away the the whole womb while because it was a c-section Right. And while in the C-section, there was a decision made to to take out the womb for whatever, and that that was the 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 real malpractice because it's it is counterindicated that you cannot do that when practicing a C-section, as I had understood. I'm not a, right. I'm a, 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 a doctor or, or or a gynecologist or anything, but uh, that's what I knew. 
Um, well, thank you for that because it, it's not just curiosity for me. It's it's narrative life story, and I found sure. it fascinating. You're talking about like why, as a child, why did God take my mom away? And wondering if within that there was a a feeling of guilt and burden that you took your mom away, that that your birth, like like if any of that was put on you by your siblings, you know, like why did you take mom away? You're coming, and luckily your siblings were much older than you, so that hopefully that was never put on you. But I I only the work that I've done with kids, they usually take on stories. Um, of importance like that in in their own mind about their life and i wondered if that was uh, a forgiveness opportunity within your own life to to not feel in any way responsible for that your mother wasn't there for you exactly then exactly yes i mean absolutely um, i i carried with that with that let's say guilt guilty feeling which is another beauty of the course in miracles you know move away yes. from guilt oh yeah please yes. because i've been guilty yes. since i was born because it's inescapable right. you see all of it and and then my father i remember my father talking about me um when he thought i wasn't hearing of course i had you know hearing like 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 a uh, german shepherd i mean i could hear miles away and mm -hmm. um and I could hear him say, oh, you know, talking to, say, an aunt or somebody, because, you know, my problem and this my problem and oh, aware yeah. of my problem. What was his problem? Me. Yes. What was his problem? Because his problem was that he needed to get a mother for me, because not, not only did he did he lose his wife. And, and of course, you know, it's, it's clear by the pictures because one exasperating thing for me and, you know, you know, being open about it was the fact that I only knew my mother through pic for, through a few pictures back then, many of them black and white, or even, you know, like this, this brownish colored picture, like so ancient. How could that be? I mean, nobody even cared, you know, say, Hey, this guy needs to see some more pictures of his mother. No. Because everybody took their pictures, you know, and it was their secret, their their tragedy, their own, you know, kind of uh, cause for their, you know, their personal whatever fantasy. And uh, and I couldn't see a great deal of pictures of my mother. Yeah. And I mean, all of that, like there, there is that part. And I ask you that because that little piece got left out in the deeper um level of form of the true forgiveness of you carrying a burden that you were a problem that you were the problem and that you know in wanting to feel normal and um it, it, within that and that's a lot of focus and that forgiveness you know to to then projecting it out and how how are you supposed to have a good relationship with a woman when you were a problem that that removed a woman <laughs> Um, you know, the <laughs> life and and just uh, you know, I was so touched, even though I I questioned you knowing that um, Holy Spirit brought you a course of miracles, but then you said by chance you found that you were a good singer <laughs> was singing in English. I don't think any of your path was by chance, um, but very, very touched that um, 
you know, your your singing of the Frank Sinatra song, I Did It My Way. My father played that song over and over and over and over again um, to his to his passing. And we all sang it, went on Zoom. He took his last breath and he gathered us on Zoom. And we all sang laughing. You know, you did it your way. Yes, you did. Um, but the the feeling that you finally got to do something that felt like your way and it was still spirit. And then even that was taken from you. Um Yes. In, a, in a COVID, but that it's still spirit and the teaching, it seems from this, my perspective that is so beautiful that you're on is that it isn't what you find that is your way or your path, or you're not the problem anymore. It is truly the constantly knowing that what you say, that where you are is your way. And that's the kind of an essence of what you were talking about, which is journey without distance. No matter how far you go in this life and all the things that happened, you know who you really are inside. And you know what's there with you continuously, which is spirit. And all of the outside, whether it looks like you're going to, you know, be expressing spirit, you know, through crying the tears of happiness, or you're going to be dealing with a mundane, practical life. It's how you find yourself in it. And that self is the greater self in it. And um, and just, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, I, I do disagree with one thing you said. Um, you said that in your 50s, um, it, you know, the best, I'm quoting you, the best years of my life are going past me. And I will tell yeah. you, I am in my 60s. These are the best years. And I watched my mother <laughs> when she got to the 70s. And she goes, wow, these are the best years. And then she got to the 80s. And they're not gone. Your best years are today in that journey without distance. It's today. And um, and that's when you hold that button down continuously. That's what you get to experience more and more, no matter what's going on. And that is the challenge. I'm not saying that's easy. Um, it should be the easiest thing there is, obviously, but it's really one of the hardest. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think you know, you're in a, a beautiful story that is not yet over for you um, being free of some of the things that you, you're still carrying as burdens. Correct, um, correct. No, you're, you're Beautiful, still Thank you. in the depth Thank of this so coursework. Oh, of course. And I, it's, I, I'm very touched by uh, your dedication and commitment to, to knowing what feels right amidst the challenges. And, um, you know, it's, it's, thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, your, your insights are, are, are so so not only beautiful but uh but they come in in in, in a very appropriate time so i There's i value one... and treasure them very very much very much well, thank you Tim. well the other thing too is um like i just see you as your own mexican crooner the type of songs the fact that you use crooner is such a beautiful um symbol for, for me to hear of your own being, you're always crooning for that love. And yeah, correct. It's been lost, and you're 
crooning for actually yourself. And doesn't matter if you're doing it professionally or not professionally, um, it's in your heart. And and I don't care what goes on with COVID or elsewise, just keep singing. Yes, yes, yes. And it's, that cannot be taken away from you. Exactly, exactly, right. And right. I think right. you are that one person that can wake up, you know, that's you within your own self. And croon away, croon away for it, because <laughs> it will come to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, of course, of course it will, of course it will. I mean, uh, yeah, one, one of the, 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 the things I also love about the um, the course is when it when it refers to, I don't know if you like this these terms, I'm sure you do, the great rays of light, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't yeah. that gorgeously beautiful? So you know, those just just reading that just just heightens my spirit. Just reading that 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 those those that's I guess what what one can feel right when 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 true happiness because that is the purpose of the course as well, right? Happiness yep. and joy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want mm -hmm. to I, I want to acquire happiness and joy. I want to be like that. And it's just a question of holding that button down. It's just a question of living in a forgiveness mode. Yeah, with for, for everything. And then when when you when you look at the, the word atonement, you say, well, that that's the forgiveness of forgivenesses, right? Is that the way I understand it? Do I understand correctly? No, it's that one meant. I mean, it truly is. And it's you know, there's something beautiful about that. Remembering you are at one. And, you know, I just, you know, I just can't, can't applaud enough. Um, your crooning is your path within your own being. Thank you. That love Thank and that you. desire for that state. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's funny, the, uh, the, the second and third definitions of I was looking up croon is one of them is uh is uh is to sing something popular or a lullaby, and I was like interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like a lullaby that yeah. that's mentioned, but I thought it was the kind lullaby of lullaby you get for your mom is your yeah. crooning. Yeah, and even when you say you know mom is not here but you are, mom is here all along. <laughs> you know, in course terminology, and there is no death. Mom never left. Exactly. 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 Went back to her, and she never left. And there again is the journey without distance. Exactly. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Matt, you have a great uh, visual you've given us for the forgiveness button. Is there anything else you do when you get caught in a state of uh, just total ego backlash, where it feels real? And the weight and the heaviness just seems overwhelming. Is there anything you do to kind of get back on track that you find helpful? Well, that, that's an excellent question. You know, what I do, Matt, is I look for something to do. I probably don't always find it, but I look for it. I, 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 I just, I just rebel myself self against that. And and I do take it to that altar. You know, there are things that the Course says, take it to the Holy Spirit's altar and put it there. Yeah, this is the time. 
this is the time that that that's that's the resource right yeah i've been also certified as a as a amongst other things i've done with my life in my practical life i've been certified as a coach by a couple of us uh, coaches etc cetera, etc cetera. and and uh, there's there's this term about being so resourceful right you have to be resourceful in this world yeah what are your resources my resource is, is at the very last is either look for it, either look for a bit of meditation, either look for if if I have the book around me. But I'm not always successful at uh, because I don't think that it's something like like you know some people say they just open it up in the page and they'll tell you exactly what you want to read. No, it's it's not fantasy like that. It's truth. What what I'm looking for is really truth, truth that really settles, and and uh, and I just keep it there. You know, I, I I remember that when I when I got stuck, and this goes back to your your question about the complexity of the language. At times, you know, reading my lesson at night, I, I used to do a lesson, and I used to do two or three pages of the of the text textbook, and uh, and at times I just couldn't understand. Either I was tired, or even whatever. So I used to pray, and my my very simple prayer was. Please, God, let let just the fact that I'm pronouncing these words come into wherever they need to be. Just just by the mere fact that I'm reading this, let it be the merit enough so that they'll change me. Because I'm not understanding, not at a rational level, not always, not 100%. And I have to keep going because I can't be stuck in these three phrases. Or else, or not, I didn't, but that was my prayer. Just keep it simple and just 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 go to the altar and, and just put that issue there and see what happens. Well, I sorry I have to jump in and disagree again about something. <laughs> but but <laughs> I it's not it's less a disagreement than an inclusion. I think there are many ways to find truth. And I'm one of those people who can open the book or choose to open the book sometimes and and get a message. Because I think every single word in this book is truth. So when I'm in need and I'm in a kind of ego storm and my mind has taken over um, and I open the book to something, it's always so applicable because any page is applicable, but it does. I give it permission to talk to me specifically at that moment. And I mean, very quickly, recently, I, I was going to help a woman who was passing, transitioning, old word dying, um, but there is no death in this. Uh, and, and you know, my partner said, open, you know, let's do our lesson before you go. And so we did a lesson and it was um, lesson 95. And it's the short version. My paraphrase is, um, you know, I am one with my creator. And anyway, I get to this person's home. I didn't know anyone there. And uh, just to help because she was, of course, a miracle student. And I was found and asked to to kind of be there in her transitioning. And when I got there, um, you know, it became obvious none of her kids were, of course, a miracle students, but she had been and she was, you know, in and out of consciousness, uh, mostly out, didn't speak much at all anymore. And um and I felt, I said to her daughter, one of her daughters, I think she might want to have something read from the course. And the woman said, well, what should I do? And I said to her, open any page and let's see where you are and just read. 
And she opened the page to lesson 95 and that exact statement. And she started weeping. She goes, oh, this is so appropriate for now. And it was appropriate for me too at that moment. That that's, And she started saying, my mother always told me, go through life and open any book to any page and it will give you an answer. So it's not necessarily fantasy. If you if you infuse that you're looking for the truth, spirit will answer you in a million different ways if you're open to it. And so that's not to to say that how you do it too is not completely correct with your mind thinking, okay, I want truth. Don't give me the fantasy of opening or magic to opening any page. I'm going to find it through the the union of my intellect and my my request and my prayer. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Well, thank you, thank you, Tam, because that, that's that's very refreshing. That's that's so, this this experience you, you you shared is so enlightening and refreshing. And uh, now, now, and I'll continue doing it because I, you know, I have done it. I have opened the book in any page, and and I can't recall a particular story. I'll continue doing it because it, it well, just resonates. Do it however yeah. you want. I just don't want other people to feel that their way is wrong. That, that, that there's only one Correct. way to hear truth and to experience it. And spirit loves to play, loves to play. So when <laughs> she opened that book to that page, I was internally going, thank you. You've just you know made me see I'm here. We're all one. And it was a reminder. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Matt, we've come to the part of the interview where we ask you your favorite comfort food. You've got a big um, palate to choose from in Mexico, so let's let's hear it. Oh well, that's that's an interesting one, um, Tocayo. That's 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 an interesting one because Mexico offers such a diversity in foods. I mean, it's it's just wonderful, you know. Mexico is a very complex land geography, and it has many downsides, but it has upsides like so gorgeously beautiful, and and gastronomy is one of them. So um, my favorite comfort food, and and I knew you'd ask this, so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, because I've heard you ask it in in, in other other, uh, podcasts. Uh, my, My favorite comfort food is taco al pastor. Have you guys had that taco al pastor? I have had that. It, yes. Very good. What, oh, taco, oh, my what's God. What's the first word? Taco el pastor? Ta- taco, taco el pastor. It's taco. It's, it's like, taco. like Taco Thank Bell. Got yeah. it. Taco. What is it? Well, it's it's a, well, have, maybe you've seen it, the, the Greek type um, gyros, I think they're called, right? That yes. you, you have yeah. a something like a flour tortilla. And then you have this beef that's kind of piled up, and it has a stick that holds uh, every every uh, fillet together. So there's there's a flame that is that is cooking the sides of that. So it, it, it's something like like a um, a cylinder going round and round, and the flames hitting one part of the cylinder at the time. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 taco master who's doing this for you takes the tortilla on his left hand, has a very very sharp knife on, on, and long knife on the right hand. So dependent on how cooked you want your taco al pastor, he will he will 
you will cut a very thin slice of very sev of several layers of those those uh, pork uh, steaks. Put it in the tortilla, and on top of that cylinder, there's a piece of pineapple. So the artistry, if you like, of the of the taco master is he will do that instantly. The tortilla, the knife, the meat, and then up he goes with his hand and chops off a bit of pineapple that hits your 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 taco. And on top of that, he will spray cilantro and uh, chopped onion. And mm. there's, of course, green or red salsa to put on it. And boy, is that delicious. That is my favorite comfort <laughs> food. Good. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe it. Okay. I hope I didn't make you hungry by uh, yeah, you know, no. very. detailed description. Yeah. <laughs> that was very okay detailed. That was very detailed. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, Thank it you. does look just kind of like a cutting like a gyro or like a shawarma off this like spinning meat. It's really good. Um, I forgot about that pineapple part, but yes, wonderful description, uh, Matt. Very good. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on Miracle Voices, Matt, and sharing your Miracle Voice. What a touching story you have, and I'm sure it helped yeah. a lot of people. It helped me, and uh, I can't wait to get this published out there to everybody today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Tam, Matt. This this has has become most most valuable and uh, enlightening, and and I so much thank you for it. And if you ever come around this geography, let me be the one who show you which are the best tacos al pastor. I'll make sure of that. <laughs> That's a <Okay>. deal. <laughs> okay. okay. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to Miracle Voices by hitting the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you are enjoying these conversations, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you use. And lastly, please visit us at miraclevoices.org and join our newsletter so we can stay connected. Until the next podcast, I want to leave you with my favorite course quote, when you want only love, you will see nothing else. Nothing else.